Hello, ASAP Weekly Rocket League uh, listeners. I'd like to dedicate the show to Jeff and Control Robinson. Um, honestly, an inspiration and one of the original, I guess, StarCraft uh, entertainers, shall we say, um, who, uh, for me at least growing up, uh, was very much part of my life, part of my esports kind of, um, yeah, part of my esports upbringing i should say i don't know if, i don't know if that makes sense but i there definitely wouldn't be a brock esports and there definitely wouldn't be an asap weekly rock league podcast had i not um you know heard his casting and heard his entertainment and saw how he did content and um just followed his career uh back in the past so he unfortunately um died this uh past couple of days and i like to dedicate the show to him um he was someone that would you know never be afraid to crack a joke uh no matter how offensive he might thought it was or edgy um and he got in trouble but he would uh, kind of stand stay true to his um his own brand and if he thought you know something should be said uh you know what what his thoughts were he was you know uncompromising uncom- despite uh negativity and all that so um uh, i all you know i guess i guess what i like to say is um i like to thank jeff for i guess the memories he's provided me and many others um and specifically the starcraft scene um and for our rocket league listeners who might not know about him um definitely check out his Wikipedia um and just check out some of the stuff he did um because he's definitely one of the pioneers for the esports scene uh which you are probably part of today uh with that um let's get on to the show and hello welcome back to the asap wiki rock league podcast the podcast that uh keeps you tuning in every week and wondering uh when will we uh you know stop listening to these three canadians um that are also oh so charming um unfortunately though we only have two uh it's myself flash and combo this week uh combo would you like to say hello <laughs> you made it sound like there's three of us it's and you have two personalities it's myself we got flash and we got combo <laughs> that's true yeah myself flash actually there there are four personalities uh me myself and i um and flash uh <laughs> no um no i yeah i am i'm gonna have to sorry if you were you know hoping wabbits would be on the show this week uh unfortunately it's due to my fault i rescheduled everything and messed everyone oh. up um oh. yeah no it's all good all right um I feel I feel one week I'm gonna do this and then it's you both are just be like no I can't do it the next day and that's where yeah. we're, gonna get, we're gonna get that solo show all right yeah we're gonna get that <laughs> and we'll see how that goes that, that'll be a fun one um all right I think we just jump right into it our Patreon is going very well thank you all um mm-hmm. <laughs> you are the backbone of the show you are the backbone of the show um right we're like, also the backbone of the discord community man we're peak for like 23 24 viewers sorry 24 people on the discord right now like they're talking literally all day every day one of them said it is quote the best uh discord server he has ever been in which is pretty cool so uh, yeah happy no. to see how much folks are actually loving it a hundred percent and i i think uh yeah i like to thank everyone so it's uh mr c we got mike we got uh tk um we got who's king knight apparently all right just to make it i don't know uh poor judgment 26 um feeding that kitty uh alex from michigan um and we have a new subscriber um who we found out the patreon bot actually works now oh big hawk 70 777 no it's only three sevens um who also joined which um yeah no thank you very much a new addition um, like we said, for the month of August, we will be providing a little commentary and apparently a long replay analysis because Combo can't seem to cut it down. But that's okay. We like long-form podcasts. We don't cut our podcast in half, so I mean, yeah, um, that's totally fine with me. So like we said, in August, that's going to start being released. But except for that, I think we're good in the uh, you know general information qu- corner. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like we don't use that corner thing verbiage enough. Um, nope. No, we don't. <clears throat> anyway, uh, so with that in mind, we're going to... We don't have too many topics this week, but I think they should be substantial. We got some quality ones, yeah. yeah we got some quality ones. So uh, let's start with uh, the first topic on the agenda, okay? Um, shameless self-promotion. Because um, I love how I just said that we're done with all the like ASAP Weekly stuff, but I like to say combo. Uh, congratulations on being, uh, you know... 
uh, a super famous ultra awesome uh, Twitch streamer. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, if you join our Discord, uh, you can you know find that link. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's like what bu combo or something. Bu underscore combo Twitch.tv yeah. backslash bu underscore combo. Yeah, it's a good time. I stream Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then Saturday and sometimes Sunday. Uh, but uh, we're gonna do a bit of off this week. We're streaming both today and tomorrow and Friday and Saturday, so oh doing four days straight. Because normally I like, obviously I would love to take a day off, but uh, the Brock guys are playing a uh, two games actually in a scrim on Thursday, so I'll be streaming those games as well. Oh, so, you know what? Uh, I I love that. Like you have that. You know what I mean? Because like, I feel some streamers is like, it's very difficult to be like, okay, let me you know be on the ball every single day and like you know let me stream all the time. But to have mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm literally just streaming like these pretty, pretty high level scrims. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that's that's awesome. Yeah. Dude, I just get to see this silently. So I actually like, if if you're cool with making like talking a bit about this, like I'm happy to. But yeah, um, so. you, uh, I actually, so I made I made a big oof as a first streamer, uh, a big f in chat. Um, I. I, so I stream all the guys' games, like for a lot of, especially our patrons and a couple of our, our listeners, they, they actually have been showing up and, and watching, which has been a blast. Um, I thought it could be, specifically, I was actually thinking about the podcast more than anything. I thought it'd be really valuable if I left on my voice while I'm coaching the guys, because between every single game, we have a minute um, where I can uh, talk about what I'm seeing on the other team. Like, um, sometimes it's a little edgy, like where like I, I, I tend to, and the, the, the boys work really well with this. What I tend to do in my like starting lines always after the first game is I will target whatever player on their team i think was the weakest and i will talk to the boys about how to abuse that player and, and how to how to go through that so um i find that works really well at a high level of rocket league is try and obviously once you get to a highest level like the the skill gap is quite small between the the best of the best and the rest of the best um but uh yeah so so i tend to try and find the, the weaker player and target that um but anyways i i had found out just from looking through people clipping my twitch vods um that one of the teams we were playing was actually watching my stream while we were playing them. So they were adjusting their own play styles based on the coaching that I was giving the guys. Uh, and I remember I was floored in game two because I, I, th- I thought I gave a really, really good strategy on how to abuse it. And it worked for the first like 30 seconds. And then the team they were playing completely adjusted to what I had coached and, and really like shut down the offense that we were generating. Uh, and so uh, I feel really bad. Like I, I think I, I kind of jeopardized the guys a little bit um, with that. So now on the streams, it sucks, but on the streams, I'm going to be muting myself while I'm coaching the guys in between games because I think uh, that will just help with the um, actual work of the guys. So, Are these streams specifically or are these the matches? Uh, this was a match that this had happened. Uh, scrims I'll probably talk through, but yeah, this was actually a match, uh, which was tough. So, Did you guys um, win in the end or no? We did not, oh. uh, which is, yeah, oh. I guess as, as a team, I think they really could have beat. Um, and I will say, like, Jer was fighting lag the entire time. Um, Bulls even said that he, th- he thought that was the worst he'd played in weeks. Um, like, I, like, I don't think it came down to the coaching too much. Um, but I will say, and this is a, just a little pride in, in me being a coach, um, they lost game one, and as soon as I gave them some strategies in game two and three, they won game two and three, and then lost game four and five to lose the series. Um, so I, I think the coaching did really help them, but then it obviously ended up helping the other team adapt as well. So um, I, I will say from me coaching on stream, though, I've actually had some random esports teams reach out to me and ask if I can coach them full time. No way! So, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, uh, that's been pretty fun. And also, a couple college teams have now also asked me if I can coach them. So um, I d- I'm not going to take any steps right now. I, I really want to play out to see how I'm doing. Because like, if I think about my life right now, like I'm working nine to five. Yeah, dude, you got to I'm doing a podcast. I stream four days, a- four to five days a week, and I'm coaching these guys. So like, I, I got a lot on my plate right now. But um, we we will see for what I end up wanting to do. But yep. uh, yeah, so mm-hmm. it's been really, really valuable though, like uh, doing the coaching on stream. I think it's been a blast. Um, I just did my first replay analysis like we were talking about um, on stream. So I that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. And luckily, actually for me, I had zero viewers while I was doing it because um, I did it at like 3 a.m. one night. Uh, and 3 a.m. my time for most of our viewers who are EST is 5 a.m. Uh, so the that was, that was kind of nice for me of that I got to do that without a lot of folks like in the background and more just kind of record it like a video instead. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I've really been enjoying it. I'm averaging like eight to ten viewers a stream right now, which has been a blast. But I think that's much bigger than most people who just start out. Um, so I'm, I'm really, really thankful, specifically for the listeners from this podcast who have been joining, and a couple of my friends from the scene who have been really watching a lot. So yeah, yeah. Well, no, I, I've I've enjoyed very much the, uh, the streams. I will say to the point of um, yeah, there's only so much you can do. Like, so you don't want to. I think I think it's really interesting because uh, as I've taken on more roles and things to do like um 
I think when I started this podcast, people thought I was crazy because um, <laughs> I was I was doing about fifty hours fifty fifty hours of volunteer work a, like a week, especially the first couple of months. Um, I think it started to die down, but for Brock Esports, right? Just to mm-hmm. keep everything running because I was I was just doing everything myself. Um, given there was like a weird situation that happened beforehand and the people that signed on as VP and treasurer, I told them from the beginning, you're signing on to be signed on, but, um, like I'm going to take the responsibility to keep this going because you were originally signed on, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I did a lot of work, but then I started doing podcasts as well. And people were like, what are you doing? Uh, and also I started getting better at Rocket League like crazy. And also I was like in a placement <laughs> at, you know, like for my, you know, teacher education, whatever. Yeah. So, um, I, I very much learned there's a lot more you can handle than you think, but at the same time burnout, um, and knowing yourself and knowing like getting everything kind of in, in order before you start taking on a new thing is very good. Um, cause it's better than having everything kind of crash around you instead, you know? Um, yeah, I just want, that's my tidbit, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but I appreciate the plug though, man. It, uh, means a lot to me. I, I, right now I'm grinding for affiliate just so I can at least make a couple pennies from the hours I'm putting in. Um, so I'm at 30 followers right now and I need 50 to get there. Uh, and the rest of, I've already far surpassed the rest. So I need like, I think I need like, uh, minimum three viewers per stream and I'm averaging that even at like 3 a.m. Um, which is <laughs> nice. Um, so I think my actual average right now is like seven and point something right now, which is awesome. Like it makes me really happy. Uh, and then I need to stream for like 20 hours. I literally did that in my first like three days. My oh, first nice. stream, okay. <laughs> my first stream was almost 11 hours. Um, so uh, yeah, so it's been fun though. So I, I really appreciate the support from like you, Wabbits, and the rest of the, the gang. Yeah, are you going to keep uh, stream more do? Mordow? Uh, Mordow, yeah. I, so, yeah, for, for context, so I do a decent <laughs> amount of Rocket League. I do Mordow, which is a lot of fun, for me at least. Um, I'm finding it's not great to stream. Um, I, I think that's when I start to see my lowest interaction in chat. Um, and I've been doing a lot of VR as well, because VR is a... a I think VR really, is like, sets up stuff. really nicely, you know what I mean? Like, I appreciate that. Yeah, I had a, like a, a 1v1 like interventions, like MW2 style, with uh, one of my other buddies who has uh, VR, and uh, that like had some great interaction as we were doing stuff. So I had a really good time doing that. I, I love the, just the fact of like seeing you kind of like in this circle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I because you know what's weird VR as in general. I feel what? like it's an overhyped medium. Mm-hmm. Like most people are just like it. There's there's some things that's really good for, it, but I think it's a lot better for the player than the viewer. Like do you know what I mean? Like yeah, the, you actually playing VR is a lot cooler than watching someone play VR, and like it, when it came out. All ever anyone would do is just like, oh, we're playing this VR thing, oh, we're playing this VR thing. Um, but seeing you pretending, you know what I mean, to like pretend to be holding the gun and like <laughs> aiming and stuff is is actually pretty cool because I think a lot of other VR games, it's like they're just like mashing their hands in front of the air and it's like you look like you're just playing with a Wii remote, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah even like having, uh, I was talking to. Um... I was talking to Jer uh, while he would, because he's one of the, the mods for my stream. He's been doing a good job at being there and helping out and changing titles and stuff like that. And uh, even he was saying he really liked, because I know you made a comment that uh, you like the, the webcam while I'm playing VR. And I, I still feel a little uncomfortable with it. But if it really does add something for folks, like I'm more than it, happy it to keep doing it. It does. And, and even, I, like, I think I wouldn't be able. It's it's so ridiculous, because I've always thought like there's certain streams you don't need. You don't need wet face cam, webcam, right? Mm-hmm. But like something about you like pretending to shoot at air is just hilarious to me. Like it, yeah. just, it just I don't know. <laughs> uh, so I did rewatch my VOD when I was playing like the that shooting. It's called con, it's called Contractors, like the shooting game. But I didn't rewatch the VOD when I'm fishing yet, which is the VR game I've been playing the most. And I'm really <laughs> curious how that looks. Like, there's been a couple ones where I've been fighting like a like a ten, let's say like a, a 15, 20 pound fish, um, and it like it, in game like it's a pretty immersive game, and it really does feel like I'm actively fighting against this fish. So I'm really curious what it looks like me like leaning in the back of my chair and like ripping my arm trying to reel in the fish and like pulling <laughs> stuff. Like I'm so curious what that actually looks like, but uh, I'll have to go rewatch it. All right. Uh, anyway, with that, let's uh, move on to actual rock league stuff. Because yeah. um, you know what. I always imagined that our show would have this like ten minute preamble about like <laughs> random. Yeah, yeah, no, because I was. Oh, okay, hold on. I actually have to tell you the story now, um, All right. because there's a podcast I listen to. I've listened to for like six, seven years now, or whatever. Um, 
and it's called Post Wrestling. And it's a pro wrestling podcast, but um, they, like, recently were having some trouble with their, like, um, podcast provider or whatever. And mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah, I just sent a message, like, not expecting anything, but being like, hey, like, I, I just switched from the, you know, the provider you're using to this other one. Um, so maybe you should give them a shout out, like, just give, send them an email or something. Um, and they responded, and that was so cool to me. It was just, like, really cool um, yeah. that, that that happened. Um, I thought there was a point to this story. Oh, yeah, the point of the story was that they always do, like, a 10 to 15-minute preamble on a lot of shows about, like, how their week went. Um, although nowadays it's different because I feel they do so many shows that, like, it's kind of mixed in with the show. And and the fact that, I mean, they're completely full-time off of Patreon, which is crazy, means that they no longer have limits. So they can mm-hmm. do, like, a full show on their own stuff as opposed nice. to before, which was, like, um, when they had the more official show. It was this weird thing because they, they worked for uh, TSN. Or some subsidiary of it. Yep. Um, and, and and pretty much, like, they had, like, their preamble that would be on the podcast portion. And then there was, like, the actual show that would air on TV. Okay. So, that's, anyway, that's how that, okay. Hey. Uh, point being, I, I always imagined we'd have more preambles, but, um, <laughs> honestly, I think what happened, what's happened, at least in the last couple of months, is the amount of content we'll get, even on, like, two topics usually lasts us a whole show you know so <laughs> that's uh definitely yeah the I, I do think we have a, a healthy mix i i'm actually the, the boys asked me a couple times especially when we first started being like oh like how much can like cause they weren't listening they're like oh how much can like flash and and wabbits actually give like if they're like just starting to follow the scene and like they're not that high ranked or anything yet and i was like actually like i think that's like arguably one of the better parts of the show and i know we're currently hyping up our own work but um I, at least i am but uh the, i think that's like my favorite part of the show is that like i can give a like hey i've literally watched every rlcs that is ever happened and continue to watch the pro scene and i've been playing this game for almost close to three thousand hours um and then you guys can give a much like we all three of us literally have very different lengths of play lengths of watching rlcs like and i I think that really does help provide um on like is something as small as like one of the topics that we're going to talk about today get us um a uh like tons of content to talk about yeah i'll say this much though i think because um, like if, if I had started this show when I was still in like bronze silver, I think it might be a stretch. You know what I mean? Because I wouldn't mm-hmm. have had enough familiarity with the game. Because like we'd be talking on topics, and I'd be completely lost. You know what I mean? And and at least at least now that I'm diamond two, by the way, once again, oh, wow. diamond two once again. Nice. Um, no, uh, at least now I feel while I like a lot of the play at the higher levels is like. It's a lot faster pace, and there's a lot of things in the air that they just go for. You know what I mean? No matter what the angle or where they are, they'll just go for. I feel I have an appreciation for what that is. When I was literally in gold, it would have been like, no, I can aerial, I can score. Like that's that's all that's all I need to know, right? I spent um, a lot of time grinding, getting out of there. But if I was still in the lower levels, I think unfortunately I wouldn't be able to add because I would start saying stuff during the podcast that would be just completely not sensical to the discussion. You know what I mean? Like, I'd watch a pro game, and it'd be like, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think you should always just, just keep a goalie in that, like, the whole time. Like, that's yep. that's the play, Never right? That's the play, and, uh, yeah, they didn't keep a goalie in that. That's why they scored. That's, <laughs> I, I feel that's mean. That's, that's, that's not fair to all gold players. But my point is, I feel I feel like I'm definitely, as as it goes on, I'm getting more comfortable. And you, you see, myself and Wabbits as well. Uh, because some people were actually talking about this, and we can, we can, this can be our start of esports corner okay. uh, that we'll get into. Um, but uh, Wabs and I were talking about like we we had that uh, solo podcast, but I feel we we're much more comfortable talking about this the esports scene now than we were when we started. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and so I felt that progression. And for the, some of the listeners, have always been like asking, like, how do I get into the scene, right? Because we'll talk about it, um, but they're not quite sure. And. Yep. Um, and I think for us, like you, you've helped a lot, and I'm sure this podcast helps a lot of people kind of keep up and know what's going on. But I'll say, if you're very, very new, um, when we shout out like the next tournament, big tournament coming out, and I, I almost feel like it has to be like a weekend tournament because it has to be something that can be consumed in complete within a short span of time. I think it might be hard with the league to be like, okay, tune in every week. Then it's a big commitment. But like saying, yep. tune in on Championship Sunday on this one tournament. You know what I mean? Um, yep. and then telling, yeah, literally this is my suggestion for someone who's never watched esports or wants to get into it. 
Um, literally, you know, show up on Sunday. Um, search up the tournament on Liquipedia. All right, that's the website you're gonna use to know all the info about tournaments anyway. Um, and just choose a team and just cheer for that team and see how they do. Like that's my suggestion at least. Um, and as you get more familiar with teams or you see someone do a cool shot or something, that might be why you, or maybe a cool interview, you might start, you know, following people, but that's literally how you kind of get into it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, way, yeah. That's my preamble. And this goes into eSports Corner because our topic today and just announced, uh, well, just announced, I don't know how, how new it is per se, but, um, DreamHack has announced that they're allowing coaches, um, to be on stage during matches and talk strategy to players between games. And this is something you've been talking about forever, so take it away, Combo. Hyped. Like, super, super, super hyped. Um, I have a couple of funny notes about this this tweet in general, though, and so uh, I'll start with the good. So, like like I said, I'm really, really excited about this. This is something I, I swear I asked for this, like, how long, like, six, seven weeks ago, if not longer, like, on this podcast. I've been asking for this since I actually joined, like, the collegiate scene. Um, so this has been awesome for me um uh we talk a bit about the debate so the the major positives that, that at least i see is now we get to um what's it called uh, uh sorry i'm just reading through cool uh sorry so the um the main thing that i'm seeing is a big positive is now we get to see a little more adaptability and consistency on the stage right like there there is it is hard to and again i whenever I talk about coaches i, I always try to say that i'm biased because obviously i've been doing it for a while um there is obviously something to just having a coach. If we see in every major sport and every, basically every major esport at this at this point in time, that there are coaches on the scene getting paid also large amounts of money and making big big things, right? Um, so clearly there is a uh, there is something happening there where where uh, coaches are super needed, and at least the esports scene uh, is where we're really starting to see it pop up because it's been in the real sport, like the the quote real sports or physical sports scene for a while. Um, the negatives that a lot of people are throwing out is that they think that it will be unfair for teams who can't afford a coach. Um, I, I get that. I understand the the attempted inclusivity. I understand the the like let's make it fair for everyone and let not give teams with more money an advantage. To me, that that isn't valid. I, and I, I don't want to. I would never would I want to invalidate someone's someone's opinion or their argument. But uh, the the way I look at it is that this. This scene and these the Rocket League esports scene is a uh, it's it's slowly growing. It is still rather small comparatively to the rest of the world, but we're getting there. And the only way that it is going to continue to almost tr- the, the way that it's we're trying to pave the way right now to have it rival re- like the physical sports world is that if there is consistency, the it, how can you remotely say that this is a skill-based game or skill-based league if we have teams of just three random guys who happen to join together who had one really good day and win a dream hack kind of thing, right? And <laughs> uh, and so right and so to me like that doesn't do it. Like there, if an RLRS team ever wins a major over the rest of the RLCS teams, like I think we have a problem. Like there is no other sport where that happens. And like, Wait, an RL, sure hold on, hold on. I would say this much. Well, uh, Leicester City EPL. Um, my point is, I the reason I wouldn't be surprised because there's a team that's super dominant in the RLRS. There's always a chance that they can. They're actually just the dominant team. You know what I mean? You, you and got they, it. Right? They could have been. So, mm-hmm. No, please continue if you had more. I uh, know. I was just going to say yeah. So like, you can't discount RLRS team winning it, but I think it's more of these teams that are scraped together with a bunch of fills. Like um, what was it? The flip side. Yep. Uh, win for instance, right? Where it's just like okay, so I. Like this team, we haven't seen any consistency. Some um, was it speed that came in? Speed, yeah. Speed comes in, and like all of a sudden they and like the joke is like speed's the best you know sub for a team ever. But um, yeah, like the thing is like speed comes in, and all of a sudden like they just win this whole tournament, even though the team never showed anything like to that effect in the most recent tournaments before it, right? And so I, I I'm happy you like brought up the almost like disclaimer that I need to put on like back home with the RLRS teams. The reason I just am using RLRS because. Like even there, like you still agreed that like it could happen, but it should be a rarity. Well, it should be a rarity, but at least with the RLRS teams, like you're you're talking about consistency. Well, if the team has built itself over the last like year or two, 
you know what and I mean? you're perfectly building into my point. So and yeah. that, that's why I say even an RLRS team shouldn't be able to do it. Imagine something like the Pink Hair Fan Club when we're talking about them in last stream. Yes. Right? Imagine them coming in and winning that. And like they could. like They are three really good players that were on that team. But imagine them coming in and winning that. And how stupid does that look to a casual viewer who has just decided to join the team when a team called the Pink Hair Fan Club <laughs> beats out all of these massive organizations that are considered world champions and the best, best dynasty in Rocket League and all these other kind of things, right? So to me... It, it is this is so much this is so much better moving towards building that consistency of the best teams that to me there almost should be a disadvantage if you are a uh if you're just a random team who happen to have a really good day and qualify for a big major or something like that if it like nrg should be able to have a coach on stage or or like like snasky should be able to help dignitas and and be there and, and make them the better team because they are the team that should be expected to win and in my opinion would be better for the scene if they're winning yes everyone loves an underdog story like every time we pick for for dream hacks we pick a like a, an unsigned team right and like like how cool would that be for us as fans right we're like oh like these these three random guys like that made it onto the scene and, and won like a major like like that would be really cool for us but i don't think it's good for the growth of the scene if you know what i mean with that with that distinction yeah and that's why yeah. i use mm-hmm. rlrs as the example is that it is a if an rlrs team wins it's not the end of the world because most of the RLRS teams also have organizations and org is expected to win like something right so it's not the end of the world the reason i say rlrs is just for the consistency of understanding that rlcs is just meant to be better than rlrs so how mm-hmm. good is the league actually if an rlrs team is going to win so you almost want that the, the kind of classic i find football is the sport where it's almost the easiest to predict like generally folks can predict most like like for you look at the nhl is arguably one of the hardest leagues to actually pick uh and and uh, pick, like we literally just had one of the and i'm gonna dump dive in a bit to hockey but we just had one of arguably the best teams in nhl history in the last season they they tied the greatest record that anyone has ever had a regular season mm-hmm. they got swept in the first round of the playoffs <laughs> and got put out like there, there is and like, hockey's my favorite sport and, and so i don't want to down talk it but there is a there is a much higher degree of randomness in hockey than there is in any other sport and there's actually articles written about this and so esports are similar there's actually a very high degree of randomness in a lot of esports but they'll only finally make it to the professional and like global stage once we start to see this better consistency of like when you see a team like nrg playing something like pink hair fan club there needs to be a sweep like like there is no reason that there isn't kind of thing right and mm-hmm. uh that, that's where you really start to see that so that's my long-winded like disagreeing with folks who think this is a bad idea um so, I have other and comments, your argument for you. this more consistency is just the fact that like coaches help add that consistency right you got and it right as sports it, get more yeah. professional you need these strategists and people behind not just the players themselves right um mm-hmm. And it's not like, the, like you know, it's not like the players, like, always listen exactly to what a coach does and all that stuff, right? Um, but a good coach is able to read how the player's reacting and all that and add that to that game as well. Um, but to your point about consistency creating a scene, right? Um, I will say this. Yeah, I, I've seen so many... I think... I think an underdog story um, or, like, having turmoil is fine for a scene that becomes stagnant after it's had a growth boom period. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To refresh the yep. scene. But to establish a scene, for instance, like League of Legends, right? Um, there was... Everybody's trying to beat Faker and SKT. Like, that was the storyline. You know what I mean? And even mm-hmm. when they lose, like, it's still like, this is the team with legacy, right? This is the team that has to be beaten. And that's what really gave, like, rise to... Um, you know, to the sport, right? Or to the game, I guess. Um, in StarCraft 1, there's, you know, this guy called Flash. No, not me. That's where I got my name, all right? Jeez. <laughs> um, but this guy went, like, to this day, is still the greatest player of that game ever, period, ever. 70% win rate, like, over a lifetime. Wow. Um, there was, like, a st- when he lost, he lost, like, last year or something. And this is StarCraft 1. They're still doing StarCraft 1 tournaments, by the way. Like, these people are getting 100,000 viewers in Korea on, like, some site like Twitch that we don't know about, which is still crazy. Um, but anyway, uh, this guy hadn't lost to, like, in that matchup, in that specific, like, matchup, in 11 years. Like, isn't that insane in an esport, right? Um, yeah. Very. And so, and it's because, like, this guy was in a team house. When they started up, they created all these, like, these um, organizations like Samsung, like uh, KJ Rolls, or all these like telecom and tech companies uh, created these teams that were literally branding products, right? Like they're advertising products for them. 
Um, mm. And they the reason the scene grew is because they had this backing. But at the same time, establishing, okay, this is the greatest team, so all the player, best players are coming from these two or three teams, and having that as a rivalry and having that as an aspiration for everyone else to beat made everything mean so much more, um, right? If someone beats this KT Rolster team, if someone beats this um, this SKT team, right? Like, that's league. But, uh, like, well, my point, my point being, right, um, once you establish those high-end teams, it's like, okay, you know, look at Rocket League, right? If we have um, PSG, for instance, has established itself. So now when PSG gets beaten, people are like, oh, PSG got beat, you know? Um, NRG is like dominant in North America. So in the North American scene, whenever NRG isn't on top, it's always been, oh my goodness, right? Dignitas gets beat in, in our LCS season six, right? Most consistent team, whatever, whatever, Cloud9 beats them on that one night because they play so much better. And it's because they had this history. It's because they've had that, that it makes it so much more meaningful as opposed to, oh, there's these teams that like, they kind of do some good sometimes, kind of not, you know? And uh, one of them won, you know? <laughs> it's not as, it doesn't feel as big. And I think... I think yeah. My my point being that this is this is why creating consistency, creating teams that ha- can create a legacy, just makes it so much more impactful when they clash, right? Like in mm-hmm. boxing, you know, like boxing is like one of the most corrupt sports in the world. But like they'll get people to get twenty and zero <laughs> against a bunch of chumps, right? Or a bunch yeah. of a bunch of old. Well, the sad thing is a bunch of older fighters who will literally be like, "I'll take the paycheck," right? Um, but anyway, they create that so that it's like, oh, 20 and 0 against 21 and 0. Who's going to win, you know? Yep. Um, but yeah, that's my addition to your point, I guess. Mm. Um, the one thing I will make a note, just especially before we move on for the for the tweet that had come out, um, was <laughs> the their third line is, this is a first for RL Esports, and it's happening at DreamHack Montreal 19. Um, that actually made me laugh literally out loud um, because I don't know if you know this, but it's not a first for all esports. Um, it is very exciting, yes, and it's technically the first major to have it. Um, but Gfinity, which has been running for several years now in Rocket League, has consistently allowed coaches between games going up because that's just a Gfinity rule. Um, <laughs> and so it made me kind of laugh for uh, for them to kind of literally just fully disregard Gfinity. <laughs> Uh, which made me laugh. Um, but yeah, it's specifically like right now, like you every year you can you can watch the G Finley Elite series, and um, I'm, I'm fairly confident there was even some some tweets in there of uh, of people being like pissed that they're not even talking about uh, G Finley. But regardless, um, this whole G Finley is less. This sounds mean to say, but G Finley is less relevant than DreamHack currently is, at least to most of the pros uh, in the esports scene. So hopefully, by DreamHack taking this step, we'll hopefully see this in the next RLCS, um, which would that would be my absolute dream if we can have that. Because like to me, it really just doesn't make sense. The I, I can like I can basically entirely guarantee you that coaches are spectating the games that are being streamed on rlcs for all of league play and giving notes in the same call as their players in between games i can like i can almost entirely yeah i mean it would make sense if they did exactly right and then so then how come as soon as we get to the live stage where arguably you need to be more adaptable and and more on and things like that you out of nowhere see um coaches not allowed kind of thing right so um even still like i remember like i was when we uh when we had our the brock team had a land in montreal um i like i was playing in that time but whenever i wasn't playing because we had four of us there um i would de- i would definitely move into like a coaching role so i remember like like romeo sierra was playing and being able to like stand over his shoulder um and we're well, not like literally hovering over his shoulder but like from behind and and watch the play and then even like after quick goals being able to run in there and like make a quick comment or stuff which obviously would not be allowed but um on uh, on stage but um being able to between games like get all three of the boys together literally like have my hands on their shoulders and talk to them about what they need to do was like really really beneficial for us so um that was always really awesome for sure all right uh we're gonna keep with the esports corner don't worry we've got a bigger corner lined up but we gotta have to push through because i know your game starts at eight right Mm -hmm. um so we're, we're gonna we're gonna keep it rolling and we're going to get quick thoughts as much as we can so we can have a longer break in his corner here. Um, Dignitas, all right? Dignitas has some major moves happening in the organization of the Rocket League team. Uh, first of all, Snasky. Is that how you say it? I don't know. Snasky. Yeah, you got it. Snasky. Um, man, I'd much rather try to pronounce his full name, which is way more interesting. Um, uh, no, has moved from Dignitas as a coach to Complexity Gaming, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, uh, as Wabbis would put it, uh, the greatest team to ever live on Earth, um, which is slowly not becoming a meme anymore. 
because they're actually creating quite good results. But uh, they haven't won anything. But, like, you know what I mean. They're close. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> any thoughts on that? Do you know much about Sasuke? Sasuke, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he uh, used to be an RLCS player. Um, he was... Uh, he like I had spoken quite highly of him, right? Previously speaking about him as a coach um, prior to this, so uh, I I think he is probably one of the more traditionalist and just strong people to think about in the scene of that really just understands the game and understands where to go um, and what to do. And so, uh, are you specifically speaking about Flakes Twit Longer right now? Is that what you're referencing? Flakes? No, I haven't looked yeah. at the Twit Longer from Flakes. Yet. Oh, okay, cool. Because um, if you want, bring that up. Yeah. That, yeah, no, they it just it's going to pull in. So even just to prove that um, Flakes speed has has longer talking about some drama with complexity, but um, he even goes as far to, to talk about having Snasky um, of really helping him talking about um, like certain roster moves and helping him move like through that kind of thing, which you often don't get to see, right? Like whatever you get to see roster moves happening specifically for players, it, it's often like the, the twit longer or whatever ends up coming out as the announcement. You often see two players being like, yeah, we thought we could find a better third. So we've decided to let this person go. Like, like that tends to be the narrative that you see. Uh, so in Flakes' case to be able to see like, hey, when I was thinking of roster moves, Snas like Snasky said this, this, and this, and like was warning me not to be like rash and little things like that. Like it's it really shows the difference of that. Like Snasky has not only gained experience as a player, then by being a coach with one of the like better European teams ever, um, to then now come to complexity and and already making really really great statements and great moves. Um, I was uh, I've been thoroughly impressed with the what he has done for the scene so far, despite not even being a player for the last I think three seasons. So. Yeah, for sure. All right, awesome. Um, like I said, I'm going to keep it quick just because I do yeah. want to spend a little more time on that bringer's court, but there's a lot more to get through. Um, second thing, Astral officially uh, becoming a member of uh, Dignitas. Mm -hmm. um, and remember, in the DreamHack tournament, they only lost the winners. Like, that was how they got kicked out. So uh, your thoughts on the official, making this official? Um, I, I I really like Astral. I think he's a, a really really good player. He, uh, from my knowledge, he, I'm pretty sure he's really young. I don't know a lot about him, but I'm pretty sure he's like 15 or 16, I believe. Um, but he has always been pretty relevant in the uh, in like the esports. Uh, like bubble realm per se uh he's been on a lot of johnny boy streams that's kind of the main way i've seen him play uh and i think he's kind of jumped around a bit on in like renegade cup and like gfinity challenger series tournaments between different teams but um yeah so i i don't know exactly what his team history is but i've always been really impressed with his ones gameplay at least um i don't know particularly if he's in one's main but um mm -hmm. i think he can I, I i'm hoping that means he adds the kind of flashy talent um to that roster that uh, is always fun to watch so really excited to see how uh, he falls into that role uh, i am curious though uh, specifically about his age because I, I think that would put him a, quite a few years younger than the rest Here, of let the me team. So, um uh, he is 16 yeah so he, he's a little younger than the rest of the squad so i'm curious to see how that that plays out but uh, that being we'll said see. that being said um i want to say is there was i'm pretty sure there were there was some i don't know if this rumor confirmed but I, apparently this was the plan all along to have astro mm -hmm. eventually become part of the team when uh turbo left Got um it. so um it's possible they're just you know teams go through these rebuilding phases so um I mean, if you look at the age groups, right? Vanapan is 20, Yukio is 19, Astral is 16. Like, they can create a team that can last quite a, quite a while, right? Like, this is this might just be the rebuild phase, you know? Um, and like we said, we've always, we're hoping to find that, um, you know, each of those original Dignitas members go in those separate teams and then they come back with these awesome teams as well that they mesh really well. I just, I, I'm just excited for it. So uh, I'm very, I like the, um, you know, I want the anime showdown where um, all of them are in the semis, but then Cloud9 beats them all anyway. Uh, <laughs> True. Uh, I'm sure you would like that as well, but uh, you're, you're not allowed to say that, right? Uh, yeah. All right. The last thing is, um, is a twit longer by Lethemir. Um This is supposed to July 19th. Uh, do you know about this combo? I do. Uh, I know a little bit of drama, like following it as well. Do you want to? Because I could go over this whole thing, 
um but like it might be better it might be better for you to summarize uh as i'm just getting to it you know you know how i do you know how i do <laughs> yeah um just for context too i believe he deleted the tweet i think because i think i meant to go read it yesterday and it's gone um but twit longers i know don't delete so i'm sure you could find it on reddit or something on those lines the link for it yeah i got i got it in front of me i mean uh, it's yeah, still so linked on liquipedia so uh, oh no way yeah, uh, uh, yeah yes yeah twit longers don't delete so um be careful friendos if you're gonna be putting <laughs> a a long tweet I mean, out there even if you tweet and delete though like people people usually screen cat like the you know, especially if it's like, there's gonna be that one person that screen caps it. You know. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Anything you put online, good luck getting rid of. Um, but yeah, so this actually all started with uh, Lathamir being on stream, and all of a sudden he tabbed out uh, for like maybe like four or five seconds, and you could see a Steam message from him to memory, uh, his teammate on Ghost, uh, saying, "Hey, like." what is it that I, I can't remember exactly verbatim. So I apologize that I'm going to butcher this, but I was like, Hey, like, why is it that you're trying to find someone else? Like, what can I do to seriously get better at this game? Cause you haven't told me anything. Um, and that, that quickly came out on a stream and it blew up really quick. The clip went like big, big viral on Reddit. Uh, and so that, that, that kind of ended up blowing up. So the uh, couple days following, he put out a, rather long twit longer basically talking about the the drama um that has occurred and um i think he was very professional in talking about how he had felt that with several of the roster moves um that had happened in his career that he spent a lot specifically at least the last two seasons really trying to change his own play style to make to be a better teammate for his two um for his two uh what's it called uh, teammates and he's really lost his own like i like individual play style which is which is really sad truthfully to read but um that that is kind of the way it goes uh and so i know he's really he even says that he's really been enjoying like the game in general by doing like tournaments like rank s streaming like making videos making maps like, like he's really been enjoying everything with the game but uh, he he feels like he's losing that like competitive edge uh so I, he ends up like kind of going through all of this and talking about how his mental health has kind of been taking a hit as well. Um, and then, uh, yeah, ends with some rather big news. I don't know if you want to hop into more of it, Flash. I'm not the only one talking. Uh, yeah, hold on. Let me. <laughs> I like you took it away, and then I uh, yeah. Then I promptly probably lost going. lost the. Uh... Here, let me see if I can find it. There you no, go. No worries. Wait, uh, it's it's, it's called good. it's called getting something off my chest, uh, mm-hmm. but then there's like um, a tag in it like when you talk too much. Wait, never mind. That was just anyway. I thought it was him, but it was actually Twit Longer's like little thing. anyway. Uh, um, was this the news on here? Oh yeah. He he more or less ends it. Uh, I just realized I'm shout out Lestrice if I just took my leave. Uh, sound like memory had already made up his mind anyway. I wish them the best of luck with the new roster. I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen with me in a new contract, but some more options to talk with Ghost about what's next step. And then at least Liquipedia has made him an inactive member of Ghost, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yep, you got it. So uh, we, we don't know where his future lies yet, but he will not be playing most likely like anything competitively for a little while. Okay, hold uh, on, hold on. Uh, yeah. I just, this might be, you know, I might be, uh, what's it called? Going out of my depth here, all right? Yeah, yeah. At least from what you watched of Ghost, Mm -hmm. it's weird to think memory would... Um... (laughs) I've always thought memory was the... Like, the lower end of the three players that played on Ghost. Yep. Is that... Would you agree with that? I... I, okay, all right, you're not... Okay, I'm not going crazy, because, like, I swear (laughs) to you, when I watch memory play, I'm like... Like what's Volsi doing here? You know, like <laughs> um, to, to me, like no, no Volsi's better. Volsi's are, better than uh, memory. All right, let's get that wow. clear Big on statement. the table. All right, um, but no, anyways, no. the uh, memory and illusion to me are low-level uh, RLCS players. Like, like they are not top quality. Um, I think Leth is a, uh, and actually, the Brock team and I were all discussing this when this first came out. I think Leth is a minimum 
top 15 player in RLCS. Uh, that like he he is up there, truthfully, in my opinion, of, of being that strong. And he proves it when he plays ranked guest. He proves it when he streams. Like he is a phenomenal player. Um, and to me, and like this, I might be going a bit before your time of really watching uh, early sports. But um, to me, he and uh, Pashi, uh, for those who know who Pashi is, um, who played a season one, it's like Google's, um, but who uh, played uh, through season one through, I believe, four, would have been his retiring year. Um, he and Pashi remind me a lot of each other. They played on several different rosters throughout their careers. They never found success with any of their rosters, despite arguably being in the upper echelon of players. Um, and then Pashi now has retired and does not do anything with the scene. Um, he actually was a professional poker player for a while, so I don't know if he fell back onto that. Um, but uh, And then now Leth is clearly focusing on content creating and his own mental health uh, instead of the professional scene. So I, I think I'm really seeing a... a, a carbon copy example right here of how Leth has just not been able to find that team that he meshes that well with. Um, and I, I guarantee if he were to have found one like a season or two ago, this could have been a very different story, but uh, I'm, I'm sure I wouldn't be surprised if the reason is not actually skill-based, but if that memory and illusion feel like they're doing what they can and that Leth is maybe, maybe resistant to whatever is happening with our team, uh, which I can't blame him for because I feel like my mental health would also be struggling if I'm consistently in like the bottom three of a, uh, of my RLCS play, despite feeling like you're performing at the top of your game. Right. So, um, definitely tough there, but, uh, and I feel also, really bad. Just, yeah. just for reference, I was looking this up. Um, I guess memories, the captain or the, of, I'm just trying to figure out how ghost gaming operates yeah i don't know if they're super open about who the captain is but to my knowledge um it was uh excuse me it was uh memory and leth joined as a duo at the same time with i believe it was zane jackie at the time and then dropped zane to pick up illusion and so on so I, I believe they joined uh together but i could be wrong um because right, uh, all I want yeah. to add is also memory seventeen. Yeah. So if I'm a twenty four year old <laughs> and I'm um trying to appease the whims of a seventeen year old. I believe he's the oldest on the team, to be honest. I I sorry, the team in the league, I believe, uh in our LCS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leth is as old as me, so Yeah. But I'll prove them wrong, don't worry. No. Uh <laughs> um but uh no, Leth I will say, um, now, that being said, like, I'm sure it's also weird for him to have younger, like, significant... Like, we're talking... Like, that's a big age gap, you know what I mean? <laughs> 24 to 17. Awesome. Like, there's no way... Memory, like, the the amount of work probably Leth is putting into all his videos and streaming and all that is just something that, like... Memory is just focusing on the game, if that makes sense. Yep. Um, and I could see that being a rift, but I also see, like, trying to... Um, yeah, trying to like memory could be thinking like, okay, I just want someone that's only focused on the game. Like maybe maybe that's a possibility. Maybe that I'm just bringing that out. Uh, that being said, if I had a 17 year old that was in charge of my uh, standing on a team, I would uh, not be <laughs> overly. You got it, right? You know I mean? like, like, like there's yeah, there's definitely some interesting dynamics there. Yeah. Like like memory. I think mem I swear memory joined. He would have probably joined Ghost at like in 2017. It's 2018. 2018 cool 2018. so six, like 16 15 16 when he joined the team and like that that's a that's a lot to take on when you when you come in there right so uh that's the main thing to keep in mind with that is that he is he's probably yeah like, like exactly what you're saying less enthused to work with someone who isn't just a like every time every day i get home from high school i'm just gonna grind this game kind of thing where like left yeah. is trying to make a career outside of competitive rocket league right so um that's i i also think that's why in just esports in general you see a bit of a younger dynamic because it's this like you can afford when you're 16 17 to dump eight hours a day kind of thing when you get home from school and do whatever you're doing whereas as soon as you become a little older um i, I think that prime age is like 18 where luckily you're like out of high school but then you can literally play eight to 12 hours a day and like grind that um but as soon as you're past like 23 24 like you're you're starting to look at like you're you're looking at your real life ahead of you right like like you mm -hmm. you need to be planning a career and i'm sure left is is i think 
being incredibly smart and being like, hey, okay, so I'm making a lot of money from RLCS. I'm making a lot of money from streaming on YouTube. I'm making probably a lot of money from his um, his contract with Ghost as well. And um, he, he has all these different avenues where he's guaranteeing an income, which is really smart. But I guarantee memories like, oh, you just got to focus on the game and play more. Despite like I played against Leth a couple a couple weeks ago in a, in a random ranked game uh, and he's signed my profile I, I always appreciate when pros do that and everything and like i'm happy to ask because like I, I i find that really interesting um but uh, i remember looking at his profile and like in that in like you know how you go on steam you see like how many yeah. hours in the last two weeks his, his hours in the last two weeks was like 80 80 or 90 or something like it was a, it was mm -hmm. a crazy amount of time right um like averaging eight to nine hours a day basically mm -hmm. and he uh and still he's like I guarantee, yes, he's putting some of that money into like making maps or things like that. But like he's clearly still grinding the game, and, and he looks really good whenever I watch his streams or things like that. So um, my guess is it may have just been like more of an emotional or like uh, dynamic dispute than a skill dispute because I I don't even think it's no skill wise, yeah. Whether or not Lef, yeah, is yeah, Lef is the best player on that team. Um, you got it. Yeah. All right. Um, I have more thoughts, but it's time to move on. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, I wish Leth all the best, and uh, if you want another 23-24 uh, year old to play with, just you know, hit me up. <laughs> um, yeah, me too. Did we just reveal our ages? Oh no. We're going to lose all <laughs> our listeners that are <laughs> at least five or six minimum years older than us. Um, yeah, we, we have a, we, I love that we have a bit of an older demographic. It makes me really, really happy. And I know podcasts in general pull an older demographic than something like YouTube videos, but um, I, it makes me really happy that we have, like, we don't have, like, a bunch <laughs> of, like, very, very young kids who I won't be able to have, like, an intelligent conversation with like it's cool in the discord when like 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 literally mm -hmm. 10 minutes ago people were posting um like rank distribution charts and discussing the, the themes in them which is like you would never see that from someone under the age of like 18 so yeah. it's uh it's really cool seeing stuff like that it makes me really happy all right um yeah let's let's move on to the last topic we did want to talk about um and you want to talk about this uh and we brought up this is our beginner's corn topic we're trying to you know get as much as we can in before you have to leave um it's about rotations and specifically twos and threes rotations you're talking about the cutoff man so for anyone who doesn't know what that is can you explain it uh, and then we'll jump off from there yeah so the uh just to kind of like set the scene of it uh and flash and i were talking about this before uh in a let's say we'll, we'll use twos as examples because it's a little easier to display to explain and understand um if let's say we're on a two-on-one uh like your team is on a two-on-one coming down the other way you have the option to shoot or pass pretty standard doesn't really matter what your skill rank is i think anyone can understand that a two-on-one is a, is a better opportunity than not um let's say you're at a rank where you feel comfortable trying to go for a little pass. you've clearly never played in uh in gold league in a while because uh or i guess <laughs> ever because uh Sometimes uh, those two on ones, you know, your your teammate just comes in and hits that ball away from you when you're about to score. <laughs> it. So, but it, but it still it still is a two on one with technically a higher scoring opportunity because even if your teammate does take it away from you, you can still wait and try and clean up whatever garbage has then come from that, right? So, like, I, especially like I'm I'm literally I've been watching and hang, like helping out my friends who are in bronze, like literally just picked up the game, and even with them, like they recognize the influence of a two on one when they're playing together. So, um, listen, listen, two so, on one against a goalie, that's like I don't know if you ever played FIFA. That's like yep. the most stereotypical FIFA goal where you're just running at the goalie with two attackers and you just pass shoot, you know? You cross crease, yep. Always. Yeah. Literally every sport game on the planet, including Rocket League. Um, <laughs> so uh, anyway, that was like the glitch goal in most of the NHL games was just a 2-0 uh, that you just rip across. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. The first timer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so anyway, so let's say you're on two, two on one, you maybe you go for a pass, goes across, your teammate shoots. As soon as you sent off that pass, your first thought normally would be getting ready to rotate back to your net because you are probably the more forward person in that case, uh, and or even out to mid or whatever that looks like, to just keep in mind those rotations. Um, if we then focus on the player who's taking the shot, I'm sure people see it all the time you feel like you sent a great pass and then your teammate like either whiffs the shot or just kind of accidentally rolls it to the other team or just doesn't get the power that you were expecting from the play what do we do in these situations what does this quick turnover or this quick turnaround look like um and we could talk in a twos context but this is just as transferable to threes you just need to make sure you're staying within an actual steady rotation of threes what this is called is the cutoff man so we we're at flash now we're talking about this uh, a bit before um a ed flash made a great point right away when i was explaining this his first thing when i said i was like as the number two who had just taken maybe just with the shot um i was like okay like you now become the person who needs to cut off the play and he was surprised um not to like out you or anything he's like oh like why wouldn't i just rotate back to no, no 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 um, let me rephrase all right. all right i okay 
you said this and I'm like, a lot of times, I'm pretty sure I said this way, but a lot of times there's, there, everyone has a natural inclination to just rotate back. And I think I've suggested to gold players to always rotate back. Yep. Um, but in general, anyway, keep going. Sorry. And it's also twos, uh, right? We're we talking about twos or threes? Twos we can use for but this it, example. It can so... kind of, like, I feel threes is a little different, but it's probably in this particular case, you're, you're still right. <laughs> right so <laughs> uh flash disagreeing with me um but uh yeah no, no, i was disagreeing because you made it sound like i was like no 100 percent of the time you rotate back right for sure for but sure. then you see me play and i never no <laughs> <laughs> so why why i describe it as the cutoff man and not someone who's challenging or things like that and like why the language often is this cutoff man and this is like if, if folks are really trying to take this in right now this is where i encourage you to, to listen closely um it's you uh, it's previous podcasts i've spoken about how if you are let's say making a play on the offensive end and you happen to find yourself in front of the net when you're leaving and rotating out take a bump with you right take a player with you do take a boost take whatever you can just provided it's still on your path in this case if now we're picturing a two-on-one that you have let's say you were the person who shot and you screwed up that shot and now the other team's coming back on a two-on-one it is your job to now be on defense as soon as possible in doing that you are clearly driving back to your net or at least to the corner to grab boost then back to your net in that way why not while you're coming back also try to cut off the play to make it easier than just a simple two-on-one for your teammate because especially as you start to get into a, a level generally high plat diamond definitely into champ and higher where players will actually look for a pass uh your your teammate that one who, who had sent that first pass is now going to be stuck in a rather awkward two-on-one where there could be a fake there could be a flick there could be a pass there could be a shot there's so many options that could come from it because of the availability of that second player that as you being now that number two who's rotating back it is 10 times out of 10 your job to break up that play if you're playing with a teammate it's even better if you can put communications into that because there are definitely cases where maybe they had a really slow start maybe the, the those two players two offending players are on uh maybe had a slow kind of start in the neutral zone your your first your teammate that then who's technically number one who's already gone back to net definitely why, why not challenge that if you think you can cut them off and give you enough time to get back and now turn into that number one who's going back into net but uh, what i'm speaking about is a fast break that turns out from a turnover um, and that's where it almost will especially early on when you're when you're trying this it will really feel like you're cutting rotation and mm-hmm. you really need to try and and watch with what your teammate is doing because at a as i can speak from like i, I played twos at a like my highest i think my peak in twos was about 1700 um so like a rather high level um in my opinion obviously relatively it's not that high but um i'm like much more than the top one percent kind of thing like it, it's up there for sure and like, i'm not trying to like boost my own ego or anything like i don't even play the game competitively anymore but um when i'm playing i know for a fact regardless of if i'm have comms or not that my teammate is going to cut that off if i'm the single defense back but i can guarantee you when i play with some of my like diamond friends or things like that um who may not have been testing this yet or maybe haven't tried or haven't seen it happening when i expect that cutoff i end up actually just getting screwed because i'm waiting in net too long for them to to do anything and not challenging so this really needs to be something if you really do want to practice this and get better i'd actually recommend doing it with a teammate and twos tends to be a great place to do it because you can then communicate this and practice a lot more i promise if you can actually get this going especially anywhere under like champion where before players are really starting to think about this too much you will start absolutely decimating with pressure and you could easily go an entire game without having a shot on net because it is such such a good way at allowing teams to slow the other the opposite team like the uh let's say your orange the blue team um them uh thinking that they have a fast break and can do whatever they want to do on this two-on-one and you instantly turning it over and i've gotten so many goals myself in just random solo queuing twos from being the cutoff turning around and now i have a, a literally a wide open net after that challenge so the uh it, it's definitely something to keep in mind and i'll pass it over to, to a flash to see what he's thinking just from at least hearing this and visualizing it at least one uh it's just anyone who just listened to all that to like literally rewind three or four minutes and listen to it again because it's a lot Take it all in. um to um well what this made me think is um i <laughs> is that if you ever play with myself then uh you know that me like turning around to cut off and or going back is completely random uh <laughs> and so you have to adjust accordingly uh <laughs> right because i think i do like i'll turn if I make the shot and if I see the opportunity, I'll turn around on it. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I play a lot of solo queues, so sometimes I'm just like, nah, I don't trust any of you teammates, and I just run back. 
uh, that being said, uh, I think it's a good point because sometimes when we think of rotations, there's like a basic setup for rotations, which is just keep the circle going, I guess. You right? got it. Yeah. Um, but like that, that cut off, that turning around is something that that just isn't, you know, you don't you don't think about, and it's. I like how it you're saying. Way... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I like how you're saying to practice this with a teammate because this is something that's going to be a lot more useful if you're playing like the regular like you know twos player that you have or if you have the three of you on a team. Um, mm -hmm. I think it'll be much more helpful to practice this uh, in that group as opposed to like trying this out in your you know solo games uh, as you know that your unsuspecting teammate has no idea what you're doing. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so um, I, yeah. The... The good way to think about it too, and like just more or less to allow this to at least to close out, is the if if you want to get your mind in a place where this isn't just kind of happening randomly or, or things like that are, aren't uh, or it's not happening at all, is that yes, learn your rotations, learn your defensive rotations, learn your offensive rotations. If you think about it right now, is there any rotation that you've ever thought from either uh, yourself or seen from a YouTube video or listened from us that takes place in the neutral zone? And I can almost guarantee the answer is probably no, because why would we teach you to hold possession in the neutral zone? Like, that doesn't make sense. Like uh, <laughs> you, you either want to cut off the neutral zone and keep the ball in, or you want to, if let's say they're trying to break out, or if you have the ball, you want to get out of the neutral zone into their end as soon as possible, right? Yes, like there, there's yeah. no in between. So Think about this as the transition, specifically in like we're using twos as examples, so great place to start doing this as twos. Um, think of this as the transition from what would have been a good offensive cycle, because we're talking about this passing play, at least in general, as the very, very specific situation that then turns into a fast break the other way. And you're only going to have one defender, so you can't even get into a rotation right now. So this is a great way to kill some time and allow you to get in that defensive rotation when it happens. So try to think of it like that as it's a transitionary piece. It doesn't always have to happen. Sometimes maybe you went up for an aerial, and now you're stuck in there and, and you're coming slow. Like, obviously a cutoff's not going to happen there and your defender just needs to try and kill some time while you're doing it other mm -hmm. times you're gonna you're gonna whiff that shot but you've landed well and you've already recovered so you can stay in for that second challenge because your teammate like we've already said is already rotating back to net right so mm -hmm. it's this really good way of transitioning and killing time is the best way i think to think about it of where you have your good offensive corner cycles you have your defensive back post cycles and then you have your cutoff in the middle um is a great way to play it Ooh. and if you watch rlcs at the high play that uh, sorry if you watch rlcs at this highest level i guarantee you will see it almost looking like they're doing full rotation of the entire map because it's so fluent and so consistent with that and that middle that middle uh transition every single time is always a cutoff play so it, it's really really interesting to watch if you're looking for it um and especially for any of our like patrons or listeners who are in our discord feel free to pick my pick my brain about this this is something this was actually one of the main things i used to coach a lot of players on so i'm happy to talk about it but uh, I, yeah you I, know what i think because today we won't have as much time to go into as i as i like I think next week, because um, next week will be our last week before the break, right? Mm -hmm. um, I definitely want to go into this topic with Wabbits as well. Um, yeah. And if possible, add a diagram that we'll link in the like in the show notes or whatever. Nice. Yeah. Clever. Um, just, just, just like just a simple picture, but showing, showing. I'm a visual person, so it would help me as mm -hmm. well. Um, even though I know it's a podcast, but like specifically for this particular thing, because I think it's a skill that's just underappreciated. Like I think attacking rotations and those defensive rotations are as you play the game you get really really comfortable with them um but that transition game is something that's not talked about as much yeah um all right last thing uh i think we're good for this topic for today and i think we have to <coughs> close out the show sorry guys um you know wavis uh, no, isn't here so uh i can't i could do like you know another 30 minutes solo but uh i don't know if you'd want that um <laughs> no no combo has got to go um, but I want to say, um, last thing is in our discord server, there's been people suggesting tournaments, mm -hmm. uh, and the like, and I've, um, I've decided cause I was going to wait till like our server, you know, got a whole bunch of more people. Um, and it has, it's honestly, it's grown a lot. Uh, and I'm really thankful that everyone's talking a lot and everyone's enjoying it. Um, but I would like to, um, if, if you have me in the server, just please message me. If you are interested in being a, uh, I guess, tournament organizer, honestly, because um, mm -hmm. for myself, Wabbits and Combo, like, there's no way, um, like, I can organize a tournament, right? But knowing the kind of like, I guess, like, oh, like you know, pop up tournament style that we're looking for, um, yeah. if there is someone that can think like, oh, can dedicate, you know, whether it's like a Saturday evening um, or Sunday evening or something. Um, to like run a tournament 
um you can stream it on your own channel if you want it that's you know that's completely up to you or not stream it that's totally fine right like i'm sure people will enjoy just playing in like a little ones or twos tournament um but if there's someone that is interested in being a tournament organizer i'll create a separate channel let's create a separate role um and then we'll have an event set up uh every week and you'll just like you know if you can't do the tournament that week just let me know and i'll add to the events that's not happening whatever like it doesn't have to be a crazy commitment but it's hopefully like once a week or once every two weeks whatever it is you can't commit uh, i like to know you know send in your uh availability and i'll talk to you for a little bit and hopefully we can set that up and have that going um yeah that's just the last thing because uh i know people wanted it like people are saying oh like let's organize tournaments but like you know i know uh what i can and cannot do um i'm very good at knowing and i can't organize tournaments all right but i'm not i'm not getting paid to organize tournaments that's first all right um but no second of all i'm just there's i'm so busy that um there's no way i could commit to it on a consistent basis and i think that's what our intention is with these little tournaments little discord tournaments that we're playing to, um which is the bigger thing um so yeah if you are someone who is willing to organize even if it's once once a month if like people are interested in that just let me know and we'll we'll have you and we'll make that happen that'll be that yeah all right combo this has been a it's been a while since i had a show just with you eh? i know eh? um this has been interesting uh no i i uh, i think it was great uh i think we're gonna head out and uh see you all next week for the extravaganza episode i guess um because we're gonna have to i guess get everything in <laughs> within this <laughs> week set up so that august runs smoothly um but yeah, if you enjoy the show, um, follow our Twitter. That has links to our Patreon and our Discord. Um, I think I'll just start putting the Twitter link in the description, honestly, because now it links to that. And also, ASAPweekly.com is officially our domain. <laughs> um, or kind of our domain. One of our listeners just like randomly got it, so that was cool. Um, and Incredible. it redirects to our uh, just like a website with our podcast provider that has all the links to all the different like Spotify, Apple, iTunes, all that stuff. So... Uh, that's pretty cool too um anyway with that i'm gonna bid you all um a great week and uh i hope to see you next time peace bye